Amazing Wildlife, the educational series dedicated to the wonders of the animal kingdom. On this episode, it's cold weather animals found inside the Arctic Circle. The swift and resourceful Arctic Fox, found over the open waters and cliffside nests, the Puffin, the top land predator of the north, the Polar Bear. Featuring the world's most fantastic animals, amazing wildlife. The Arctic Circle, the top of the world. One of the coldest, most desolate, and harshest environments on the planet. Yet some animals can thrive among this frozen habitat. One such animal is one of the smallest members of the canine family. Measuring only two and a half to three feet long, including its 12 inch tail, and weighing 10 to 20 pounds, the Arctic fox is a cold weather survivor. Found throughout the circumpolar Arctic and subarctic range, they are also the only land mammal native to Iceland. Famous for its bright white fur, the Arctic fox actually displays a gray or bluish brown coat in the short summer months. This change in color allows them to blend in with the various surroundings as they hunt for food. The Arctic fox primarily feeds on lemmings, small rodent creatures found in the Arctic tundra. In fact, the number of foxes in a region is relative to the size of a local lemming population. Using their excellent senses of hearing and smell, the foxes can locate their prey beneath the snow. They will also bury food underground or beneath stones to store during the winter months, since the foxes do not hibernate. In addition to lemmings, Arctic foxes will also feed on birds, invertebrates, and occasionally fish. In the winter, when prey is scarce, Arctic foxes will often scavenge from polar bear kills. In fact, Arctic foxes are the only land mammal to venture as far north as the polar bear, often following them onto ice flows. Arctic foxes are well adapted to extreme cold. Some have even been spotted within 300 miles of the North Pole. Their winter coat is the densest and warmest of any land mammal and covers every part of their body, including the soles of their feet. This helps them to retain body heat, as do stubby legs, small ears, and a small snout. The fur on the bottom of their feet not only helps in keeping them warm, but also aids in traction while moving across wet and slippery surfaces, such as the ice flows and snowy ground. They use their bushy tails as muffs. During a blizzard, an arctic fox can curl up in a tight ball, wrap its tail around itself, and be blanketed by snow. The snow actually acts as an insulator, and the fur traps body heat even in the coldest temperatures, sometimes as cold as 50 degrees below Fahrenheit. Arctic foxes are widespread throughout Arctic and subarctic regions where many different predators roam. Natural predators include red foxes, wolves, wolverines, and polar bears. Fox pups may be taken by birds of prey, including snowy owls and large hawks. The native people of the far north also trap Arctic fox for their fur. During the brief Arctic spring and summer, Arctic foxes move inland to mate and occupy extensive communal summer dens. Generations of the same family of foxes often return to the same den each year. These large subterranean burrows will often contain up to 100 entrances and a complex tunnel system. The fox's breeding season is February to May. They form monogamous pairs who may mate for life. The females will often give birth up to 10 pups, more at times when food sources are plentiful. The foxes become mature within 10 months. Small but swift, smart and resourceful, 
the Arctic fox continues to thrive among one of the most difficult ecosystems on the planet. Complete transcripts, show notes, and links for this episode are available at AmazingWildlifePodcast.com. There you can find quick links to your favorite podcasting apps like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Be sure to rate and review the show and help support our ongoing broadcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter and share the wonders of the animal kingdom with amazing wildlife. It's Podville. The family-friendly variety show. I'm your host, Corbin. And I'm your hostess, Julie. Every other Friday, we and our four kids bring you a show packed with... Silly games. Outrageous vintage ads. Wild stories. And catchy original songs. Find us at podville.com. That's P-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Or subscribe wherever fine pods are casted. Are you ready for me to stop talking? Always. Penguins have long been considered an iconic bird of the snowy ice caps of the world. But these small, flightless birds are only found in the southern hemisphere, never in the Arctic North. There is, however, a small, black-and-white seabird with a similar build that can be found across the North Atlantic, from Canada to Norway and south to Spain. They are the Atlantic Puffins. They stand nearly 10 inches tall and only weigh as much as a can of soda. Like penguins, puffins are capable swimmers, but unlike their southern counterparts, puffins can fly. In fact, puffins are capable of flight speeds up to 55 miles an hour, with their wings flapping as much as 400 times a minute. Atlantic puffins spend up to eight months on the open ocean, coming ashore only to breed from late April through August. On land, they waddle from side to side, but underwater, they are quick and agile swimmers, using their wings for propulsion and their feet as a rudder. Puffins feed on a variety of small fish, including capelin, herring, and cod. They often capture several fish during one dive, holding them crosswise in their bill. Backward pointed spines on the roof of their mouth and tongue help keep the fish in place. Typically, they may catch up to 10 fish on a single trip, but one bird in Britain was observed with 62 fish in its beak. While somewhat similar to penguins in appearance, puffins are actually part of the Alcid family, which includes other flighted seabirds like mures. Unlike most birds, a puffin's bones are not hollow, so they are heavier than other birds, allowing them to dive down to depths of 200 feet. In addition to their stark black and white markings, the Atlantic puffins have a light gray face with a multicolored gray, red, and yellow bill. This stunning appearance lends them the nickname Sea Parrot by some, but their penguin-like waddle on land, stout bodies, and brightly colored facial markings have also earned them the title Clowns of the Sea. The puffin bill will actually glow under UV light. And while much of their lives are spent out at sea, during the summer, Atlantic puffins nest in colonies on small islands covered in short vegetation typically in the turf soil at the tops of steep, rocky cliffs. Some nests are placed in crevices or beneath boulders. Breeding pairs usually mate for life. They share the task of creating and maintaining their nest, and they tend to reuse the burrow each year. Large populations of Atlantic puffins often come together to form large nesting colonies. Non-breeding birds in the colony often form flocks and spend hours flying in wide circular or figure-eight paths over the colony cliffs a behavior called wheeling flight. The greatest concentration of puffins in the world is found on the island nation of Iceland. 
With more than 8 million puffins inhabiting the island during the summer months, Iceland is home to more than 60% of the world's entire Atlantic puffin population. The Atlantic puffin is one of four puffin species. The others are found in the North Pacific Ocean, from the northern coast of Asia to California. The horned puffin looks similar to the Atlantic puffin, though its bill is mostly yellow with an orange tip, and it lacks the gray coloration. The horned puffin receives its name from the horny projections that extend above its eyes. The tufted puffin is the largest puffin and is characterized by long, straw-colored feathers that extend back from its crown during the mating season. The rhinoceros auklet differs in outward appearance from the other three species of puffin, but this brown feathered seabird is anatomically still a puffin. During the breeding season, a pale knob projects from its upper beak, giving a rhinoceros horn-like appearance. Its purpose is unknown. Atlantic puffins are silent at sea, but on land, males often give a pig-like grunt while flicking their head back to attract a female. In their breeding burrows, they may make a growling call. Baby puffins are known as pufflings. While the chicks grow rapidly, after about six weeks, it is fully developed and capable of caring for itself, they do not breed until they are three to six years old. The Atlantic puffin is the official bird of Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. The puffin is also the inspiration for the fictional Star Wars creatures, the Porgs. According to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, puffin populations still number in the millions across the North Atlantic region, but numbers in North America declined drastically in the 1800s and early 1900s. Due to heavy exploitation for eggs, meat, and feather, puffins disappeared almost entirely from the United States during this time. Thanks to the creation of protected areas and the work to relocate young to former nesting islands by Steve Kress of the National Audubon Society, more than 2,000 puffins now breed again in the state of Maine. You can learn more about animals by planning a visit to your local zoo or aquarium. Many facilities offer annual family memberships, special offers, themed events, and exclusive behind-the-scenes animal encounters with some of the world's most amazing wildlife. In the long, dark, and freezing winters of the Arctic, one nomad may be seen roaming vast distances across the floating sea ice of the Arctic Ocean. This massive creature may travel more than 15 miles in a day in search of prey. Feared and respected by northern cultures for ages, the lord of the Arctic is the polar bear. Its scientific name, Ursus maritimus, means sea bear. It is also sometimes called the great white bear, and to the indigenous Inuit tribes, it is Nanook. The polar bear can be found throughout the circumpolar Arctic region, crossing the boundaries of five countries, the United States, Russia, Greenland, Denmark, Norway, and Canada, where more than 60% of the world's polar bear population is found. The polar bear is the largest land carnivore in the world. Males may weigh up to 1,300 pounds, and when standing on their hind legs, they may reach a height of over 10 feet. They are the most carnivorous of all bear species, feeding primarily on seals. Ringed seals, the most abundant of seals in the Arctic Ocean, and the larger bearded seals are a necessary part of the polar bear's diet, providing the bears with the necessary blubber to maintain their own four and a half inch fat layer, essential for insulation and flotation. Polar bears rely on sea ice to reach and hunt the aquatic mammals. The bear's excellent sense of smell may help them detect seals gathering at ice holes several miles away. 
The bears will often lay in wait for several hours, even days, until a seal emerges for air or to rest on the ice flow. Then the bear will use its explosively quick attack to grab its prey. When ice flows and seals are scarce, polar bears can swim long distances in the open ocean, sometimes as far as 60 miles to other ice packs or land. They will also feed on other prey, such as whale carcass found on the shorelines, walrus, as well as beluga and narwhal, which may become trapped in ice packs, making for an easy hunt. They will also feed on birds, eggs, and even vegetation, though none of these other dietary options are available consistently and do not provide the much-needed fatty content of the seals. When hunting is good and a polar bear's body is in good condition, the bear may eat only the seal's blubber and skin, leaving the remaining carcass for other animals, such as the scavenging Arctic fox. Due to this extreme reliance on the ocean and the ice flows for travel and food, the polar bear is classified as a marine mammal. Made for life in the cold, harsh environment of the north, polar bears have two thick layers of waterproof fur, a coarse top layer of long guard hairs, and a softer undercoat, which covers their dark black skin. Polar bear fur is actually hollow and transparent. It is the reflection of sunlight through these air-filled hairs that give them their white appearance. The fur prevents almost all heat loss. In fact, adult males can quickly overheat when they run. Their large paws may be up to 12 inches across with two-inch claws. These large paws aid not only in hunting, but gripping, digging, and swimming. The bottoms of their feet have fur to aid in insulation from the cold ice, and their paw pads are covered in small bumps that help with traction on the smooth, wet surfaces. Unlike some bear species, polar bears do not hibernate, though they will make use of dens during harsh weather and for females preparing for birth. As winter approaches, pregnant females will begin building a maternity den where she will remain until the following spring. Cubs are born typically in December. They remain in the den for nearly five months and live with their mother for up to three years. During her entire time in the den, four to eight months, the mother doesn't eat or drink. She simply provides for her cubs through nursing and grooming. The polar bear has the richest milk of any bear species, containing 35% fat. As part of international cooperation between governments, researchers, and scientists, 19 regional populations of polar bears have been identified and designated. Several of those populations in the more southern areas of the Arctic are currently declining and at risk with the ongoing reduction of sea ice available for the bears, which is vital to the future of their balanced and delicate ecosystem. Zoological facilities continue to play a very important role in the conservation of one of the planet's most important and beloved species. They often provide homes for orphan cubs, and by taking part in key research studies that would otherwise be impossible to conduct with wild animals. Through modern, naturalistic habitat designs, polar bears are able to thrive in managed care and serve as ambassadors to educate a future generation of the importance of environmental responsibility. Our mission is to inspire a greater awareness of global wildlife species and the importance of animals in the world's ecosystems. Amazing Wildlife is an independently produced program and is not affiliated with any specific zoological organization or facility. You can support our ongoing broadcast by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Join us for more of the world's most fantastic animals on the next Amazing Wildlife. 
Special thanks to the following organizations for their education, research, and conservation programs that provided information for this episode. The Audubon Society's Project Puffin, Buffalo Zoo, the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, the Detroit Zoo, Maryland Zoo, PolarBearsInternational.org, Potter Park Zoo, San Diego Zoo, and New England's Stone Zoo. Some musical selections for this episode provided by purpleplanet.com.